Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hope all is well. This is Perizopoulos. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And here we are again today with How to Relax by Thich Nhat Hanh. And I'm trying to figure out this vacation energy. As I think I started to discuss last episode, I want to see what I could transfer, right? I want to see how I could work in, let's say, that vacation sensibility, that vacation feeling more into regular life, such that I don't need to go on a plane or let's say be on a beach to recapture some of those feelings of like authentic rest. So I really came across a cool passage here in this book that I'd like to share today. And I'll provide a little bit of elaboration on it, but I think it speaks for itself in large part. And it's called Lazy Day. Most of us have very scheduled lives and very full calendars. Great first sentence. Take a second. How busy do you feel on a scale of one to 10? How scheduled does your life feel? How does your calendar look? Moving on, he says, but do we have enough lazy days in our calendar? A lazy day is a day for us to be without any scheduled activities. We just let the day unfold naturally, timelessly. And those last couple lines, um, when I read those, that is what kind of encouraged me to think about sharing some ideas with this today or about this today, because that's what vacation felt like to me. It was the idea of I have nowhere to go and I could just sort of go wherever my inclination directs me. And for whatever reason, some of those inclinations were similar or even the same as those that I have at home, right? So I still read one of the books I was reading frequently that connects to my research for my dissertation, but also is enjoyable. I still exercised, right? But I had a different sense of how the day was organized. And I think that's what he's getting at here with this idea of a lazy day. Right, to let the day unfold naturally, I think to me implies you follow what you naturally are inclined to do. So let's keep reading here. On this day, we have a chance to reestablish the balance in ourselves. We may do walking meditation on our own or with a friend, or do sitting meditation in the forest. We might like to read a little or write home to our family or to a friend. It could be a day for us to look more deeply at our practice and on our relations with others. And that's authentic leisure, right? In large part. I think we've discussed leisure as something that isn't just, let's say, sleeping or distracting ourselves. Instead, it's time, I think, similar to what Tignatan is offering here, that's unstructured, where there aren't really any super clear goals in mind. And we just sort of allow ourselves to drift into thinking about some of these big questions in life, right? Like our relationships, our practice, I think he might mean like spiritual practice, but I think we could even say that uh, you know, authentic leisure might involve us reflecting on our sense of purpose in life, right? But it's this sort of structured, li- it's like a structureless time where we allow, once again, we allow our thinking and our feeling and our acting to not be dictated by external pressures, right? Like a calendar. Even though we might make the calendar, the calendar is still a physical thing, right? It exerts pressure on us to an extent. You look at your planner, you read the things, and now you're feeling pressure, you're feeling stressed, right? So this type of day, and maybe we could even say a vacation, is a time and a place where we don't do that, right? Or we may recognize that we simply need to rest. And I think for me, that would look something like, that would look more like how we understand relaxing, right? So maybe leisure and relaxing, we want to make a little bit of a distinction. Leisure might involve the pursuit of questions, again, naturally kind of following our own uh, sense of purpose, our own energy for the day. But I also think a little different than that would be 
simply and deliberately resting. So that might be sleeping, that might be laying down and closing your eyes, right? I think nature also facilitates this. You talked about going for a walk or sitting down in the forest. I would say, you know, relaxing or resting in nature at the beach or at the park with nothing on our minds in particular, right? Just to focus on relaxing is also a part of a lazy day, maybe, and a part of a healthy break in our usual routine. So he goes on to say, when we have unscheduled time, we tend to get bored, seek entertainment, or cast about for something to do. So that's me. I get I, I have difficulty with being bored. And he tells us here, which is helpful for me, a lazy day is a chance to train ourselves not to be afraid of doing nothing. That to me is a very powerful line because I think I deal with that fear. If I'm not doing something, I think something is wrong. If I'm not doing something, I think I'm being lazy. And I like how he's even using that, that term, right? Because when I just said that, it was almost unconscious. Like I'm using that word to mean something negative where he is obviously you know, using it here to mean something very positive. He's basically saying we need lazy days. He's saying the only thing he's saying to schedule lazy days. In your calendar that you so often have busy days, active days, task-driven, tra- whoa, task-driven days, he's saying stop. Make sure you schedule in lazy days. And I would even say, I'm borrowing a little bit from Epictetus here, but if you said I'm going to have a lazy day every 15th of the month or I'm going to have a lazy day next week, next Tuesday, right? You have to stick to that. Epictetus would say make rules for yourself and stick to them as if to violate them would make you sinful. Right, so we want to keep that in mind too. <clears throat> but this idea of grappling with the fear, I think, is a really interesting concept. Epictetus too, right? Set yourself toward or set yourself moving toward a spiritual program, right? Spiritual goals. Well, to not be afraid as a response to doing nothing, I think actually, as I'm saying, it is a great spiritual goal for me. And he's saying here by planning in lazy days where we don't have anything scheduled and we allow the day to kind of flow, as long as we stick to it that day and don't start doing something or don't start distracting ourselves or don't cave and start doing whatever work we think we have to do, we are training ourselves to grapple with that fear, to learn how to kind of live with it and control it instead of allowing it to control us. I even found on vacation at the beginning, the first couple of days, I had this impulse to check my email. I had this impulse to look at my phone. I had this impulse to do a little, you know, again, I was reading, but to maybe read more intensely, right, for my dissertation work. And I was very happy with myself that over the first couple of days, I felt that and I just kind of, I didn't respond to it. And by the third day, I was super relaxed. So I think there's something to be said for this, right? We can train this ability. So for those of us who might be a little bit impulsive or even, let's say, compulsive with our work habits, think about this idea of scheduling a lazy day. Or I would even say, Start with a lazy morning. Start with a lazy afternoon. Start with a, a lazy evening. For the first time, I would say in roughly seven years, I've had more than two weeks in a row that I didn't have to go teach night class or go to school at night. And it just dawned on me. I'm like, I'm so used to over the past few years having at least one night a week occupied by work or school. Typically, it was two to three nights a week, plus working during the day. And I think this is a great you know, piece of Zen Buddhist philosophy here to encourage me to see that the, the night can be something else. It doesn't have to be work or school, although both of those things, in all honesty, are very rewarding. There are other things I could do with that time. 
So let me finish up here with what Thich Nhat Hanh offers. You might think that not doing anything is a waste of time, but that's not true. Your time is, first of all, for you to be, to be alive, to be peace. I love how he puts peace here as a first thing. And even the idea that your time is for you, I often have felt as if I've had to reclaim my time. Even on vacation, like I was in my head defining the impulses to work as calls, right? So like my email is calling my name and I'm just going to simply hear it and not answer the call. If your phone rings and you could not answer it, is what I was telling myself, you could also hear the call, you know, metaphorically, of course, hear the call from the computer and just hear it and, and not answer it. Just walk past it, not open the laptop, just walk outside. Right? We have to maybe think about how much of our time we feel as ours. And I think what Thich Nhat Hanh is saying is your time is always yours and only yours. Seneca would say that nothing is ours except time. So the only thing we really can really have any control over, we might say, is how we address and respond to this moment. So for Thich Nhat Hanh, I think he wants us to prioritize our peace. The first couple of sentences, I would say, I mean, could be their own little research paper in and of themselves, right? Why do we have such busy schedules? And even if we don't have, let's say, quote, busy schedules, which I'm sure many of you listening would say that you do, right? What other kind of pulls do we have on our attention that prevent us from having this type of lazy day where we're allowed to do the things that he recommends that we do. It's very interesting considerations. Is it really relaxing if our phones are constantly buzzing, constantly calling for our attention? And we have to engage with whatever information they're presenting us. So would a part of a lazy day be also putting your phone away or turning your phone off? Or once again, maybe a day is a lot. Start with a morning or an afternoon. So I'm not sure how I'm going to enact this, but I think I already have a little bit of a habit here because typically on Sunday morning, I allow myself to not you know, be concerned with any type of work at all. Sunday morning is usually for family, for friends, or just for relaxing. So I think I've been able to work this into my weeks a little bit, but something about this last vacation made me think that I want to, I want to try to work in this lazy time. And again, we're understanding laziness in the, I would say the kind way that Thich Nhat Hanh is understanding it. So it's not something that we should avoid. It's not, it's not a vice. It's something we need at times. Obviously not all the time, right? But I think reconsidering how busy we are, why we're busy in the ways that we are, how we can work in a little more, quote, lazy time, as per the description Thich Nhat Hanh provides, and how that might be useful for us. I think yesterday I talked about this, right? This type of rest, this type of laziness is useful and helpful and healthy in and of itself. It's not just so we can go work more. There's a great video. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's another Ryan Holiday video. And I think it's about his farm animals. He lives on a farm. He takes care of his own farm and his own animals. And he was saying he observes his animals. And just, I th I'm not sure if he was talking about a donkey or if it was a different video. But he was talking – in, one another, in another video, maybe talking about his donkey, who just kind of stands there. And initially, he was like, "What's the donkey doing?" And he didn't get it. Right? It's like that's what he does all day. 
But what he realized after, look, I guess, looking into it, researching a little bit, was that that's what a donkey's supposed to do. Like, they're supposed to kind of look out for the other animals. And then if, like, a predator comes, the donkey takes care of the predator. Right? Or the, the donkey has to be, like, sort of still and vigilant and just looking. And that's enough for the donkey that day. And I'm not sure if it was this video or another one, but he made this great point about emphasizing being. Right. He said uh, a really great line was, you know, we're human beings. We're not called human doings. So if we lead a life that's so task oriented, that's so active, we're going to lead inherently into an imbalanced life, which Thich Nhat Hanh also mentions. Right. If you're super busy all the time, super task oriented, super goal oriented, you might want to consider working in a lazy day. And as Epictetus would say, I think making it a part of your program, sticking to it. And holding yourself accountable for when that impulse, when that call to work, when that call to do a task, when that call to distract yourself with your phone. When we hear those calls, right, when those calls come, we have to learn how to listen to them and not respond. We have to learn how to listen to them. And as I did with my example, right, keep the laptop closed and walk outside. Put the phone down, go for a walk. All of these things, I think, are ways to reclaim our time and also reclaim our energy. Hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.